All right. Welcome back. How am I sounding? Yeah, a lot better, a lot better. All right. Welcome back to Sports Talk for the Fans podcast. We had some technical difficulties, so we're going to have to spread this out over two podcasts. Um, still waiting on my co-host B to answer the, the podcast. All right. So we were talking about Trey Young. Let's pick up where we started, Manny, and yeah, hopefully well. B, B comes on. We were talking about Trey Young, not, in my opinion, seeing where Atlanta finished. They finished fifth um, with John Collins missing a lot of year. And I think Capella, he owes all his good play. Well, not all, but a lot of it to Trey Young and their one-two combination, um, getting them easy baskets. Um, and so where do you think or what do you think Trey Young needs to do to get the full credit I think he deserves? I, th- I just think for how little Trey is and everything, how small he is, that what he does, it just takes extra effort so it doesn't get acknowledged the way some of the other players do. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's tough. Like, he's like – I've seen him dominate a lot of games um, with his passing and with his floater, his scoring. He reminds me of – um. If he was six seven, him and Luca are comparable in, in that sense. Yeah, he's real. He's real. He not to use his size to his advantage, his craftiness. Yeah, yeah, he's very shifty. He's a good passer with both hands. I like Trey, um, and I think he needed this type of year. B's now. B is back with us. Hey, what's going on, B? I'm yeah, sounding better yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We had some technical difficulties. I wasn't sounding too good. Um, coming in muffled, and then we got cut off, disconnected from the last podcast. So we're finishing up, um, talking about the game ones over the weekend. Now we're 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 on the Atlanta Hawks and Knicks game right now. Um, any final thoughts on, um, this series? Who do you guys still have winning, and um, has that changed after game one? Um, nah, I still have the Knicks. Uh, winning this game, I mean, or this series. Okay. What 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 did you have them winning in the, in the first place? Um, if I can remember, I had the Knicks four two. Four two. Okay, I had the Knicks in seven. What about you, man? Do you see the Knicks or Atlanta winning this series? I think I picked the Knicks. Yeah. Has well, that changed? If Trey Young is going to continue being the best player standing out. And then that might help motivate his players around him. Yeah, which he very well could be because it's a guards league and he handles the ball. He's he's going to control the tempo. Knicks have to do a better job on Trey Young in order for them to win, obviously. Julius yeah. Randle has to play better. Um, and I think Knicks will keep getting contributions from the bench. I like Burks. We know Derrick Rose is primed and ready for a nice little playoff run. So I think he's going to be up for it. Um and I, I still think, like I think, the Knicks in the series. I think Tibbs is a defensive coach, so he'll, he'll find he'll go for he'll come exactly, up exactly. If anybody's going to have a, a strategy to slow him down, and the Knicks are a good defensive team, he is and turning I, completely and, and around. I, I I think the best way to slow him down is to go at him. Uh huh. Oh, you're talking like, about on like, defense, make him work on defense. Is that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, like like get him matched up with Barrett, have Barrett post him up, go go, go right, like right, that. yeah, yeah. That's going to put that weight on him and hopefully, you know, tire him down as the game goes. And, and I, I ain't like that the Knicks, um, that final play where he did the floater to win the game. I ain't mm-hmm. like that they threw uh, Frank 
Oh, um, Neil Akita, who who's a yeah. pretty good defender though. Um, but coming good. off the bench, cold. I understand what you're saying about that. Yeah, they, he that, that's the first time getting in the game. He only yeah, played 13 yeah. seconds of the game. I mean, he is uh, to 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 defend Thibodeau there. He is known for his defense, Nilakina, and he's about six 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 seven, long wingspan. So I just think he wanted to make Trey Young score over some length. It just backfired. Um, and that's that's what happens when you're a coach. You know, you're gonna have to do things in the best interest of your team, and sometimes they're gonna backfire, and you're gonna get killed for it. So um, yeah. that's just the life of a coach. All right, let's move on to the last game of the weekend. Um, some may think this is a surprise. Um, I'm not surprised by it, but I am worried for the Utah Jazz after game one. Um, because now what you did is you created a lot of confidence for Memphis. And remember, Memphis has been playing like it's the playoffs for a couple games now. Yeah. They, they done played their playoffs when they beat um, – who did they beat in the first playing game? San Antonio, uh, yeah. Uh, then they beat a red hot Steph Curry, and so th- this is a team that that is playing with a lot of heart and determination right now. And I know they're getting Donovan Mitchell back in Game Two. I don't like the fact that you sat him first of all because rumor has it he was incensed by it. He's mad. What I yeah, think yeah, happened he, he is, was upset. yeah, the rumor has it that he was not happy about being sat. I think what happened is Utah got a little bit overconfident. They yeah, thought they, thought they, they could, could beat the steal a game without him and give him a couple more games to rest, and it backfired. Yeah. And now he's mad because now now they gave a game. Now I got to come back and, you know, be full board, down 1-0. And yeah, so – go ahead, Manny. And I think um, we watched the Memphis play the way they did, and we watched the eye test of how they was playing – but if you look at the stats, they really didn't play too well. Well, they, they got they got outshot. Twelve from the free throw line, five from the three point line. Right. Yeah. No, they did. I mean, twenty nine for thirty three for the Jazz from the line, fifteen for twenty one. Uh, but John Moran and Dylan Brooks came to play, twenty six and thirty one respectively for each of them. Dylan Brooks is a player, man. I, I he's a winner. Take him yeah. on my team any day. He's feisty. I think that's the key, though. How consistent can he be scoring the ball? I, I don't – you know what? I don't think he's going to have this type of game. But I, but I think if you look throughout the year, he's consistently in the teams. And sometimes but, but he'll you, give you that 20-, 30-point game. Yeah, but Utah is so well-rounded as a team. Yeah. You need that second standout guy. Right, here. right. You know, and that's why if you're Memphis, you got to hope that you can't expect Dylan Brooks to give you 31 every night, but John Morant can give you 26 every night. Yeah, but who's going to be that? Who's um, going to be that next? They're going to need a, a Jaron Jackson, uh, Valanchunas, yeah. give you more yeah. than 15. Um, Grayson Allen. Grayson somebody. Allen. So they got those players that that can get in the teams. That's all you need about four or five players to get you anywhere from 12 to 15. Yeah. With them, uh, then. John Morant, it's always come down to the stars have got to be consistent. You know, they can't afford to have, you know, bad games because, you know, more times than not, you know, it's affecting everybody because now they don't have to double team you or whatever the case may be, and it's a trickle down on the rest of the team. The the other parts of the team gain confidence from their stars. Um, Any other thoughts, B, 
on this game? What do you, what did you think about Memphis going into Utah and beating them? The number one seed. That's a big deal. Just lost. Uh, yeah, and um, the Grizzlies are hot right now. Like you That's said, what they I'm saying. Beat, beat, they beat the. And Spurs. I worry about that. I worry about that. It, this is momentum. Like they, when you give a young team like this confidence and momentum. But, but they, man, I think, I think Grizzly almost folded though. They they held on to yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah. But a win is a win. Like you you take it. Maybe Utah found something. I don't know. Um. Yeah, but if you look at Utah's, you look at their their stat line, just the consistency. I don't know if Memphis is going to be able to maintain because you we could get this yeah. from Utah guys every day. Right, right. And then you got Donovan guys. Mitchell coming back. Let me ask you a question: If Donovan Mitchell doesn't come back fully healthy and is limited in any way, could you see Memphis winning the series? Um, that's hard because because of, of certain players. If Utah has – If Rudy Gobert they, not going to give me more than 15 a game, I think they could. I mean, I, I know Utah has a lot of guys that can put up 20 points on a given night. I just feel like in the playoffs, those guys are less reliable when yeah, it comes down they, to it. And they, they lose a lot of creativity without – Yeah, Mitchell. and so I think – well, I think it helps because it adds another score, another creator, even if he isn't 100%. Now I still got before I'm a preference this. I still have Utah winning the series, but now I think they're in for a dog fight. I really do. I think this goes possibly seven games. Um, definitely six. Especially if I think game two is a close game. That young teams because they're gonna carry right. they're gonna carry yeah. it. Yeah, you and you know, I don't know how much they're allowing into Memphis Arena, but <laughs> you know that crowd is gonna be wild jumping there. And you know th- these young players feed off that energy. And so I don't know what to think of the series anymore. I thought Utah was going to win it handily. Hey, as shocked as it seemed, that's how every um, playoff game, you don't know what you're going to get right now. Yeah, and that you know, it's, it's, it's fun for that reason. There's been a lot of um, – even the games that, I, that, that went the way I thought they was as far as the outcome, they didn't play out as far as the style of play or certain players uh, – contributing to the to the win as much as I thought. And so this has been a weird first game in a lot of ways, like Giannis, for instance. I wouldn't have thought Milwaukee would win with Giannis going 10 for 27 from the field, but they did. Credit to them. That's a good yeah, sign for them, took, I think, took, moving it forward. Two, it took two Heat players to shoot just as bad. Yeah, yeah, true that, true that. And um, so overall – the weekend games, who were you most impressed by? I'm, I'm going to give the floor to each of you. What team uh, impressed you the most, and which team are you worried about that was possible favorites? Go ahead, B. I'm going to let Mandy oh, – go ahead, B. You take it first. B, you there? All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right, take it, man. Um, the most surprising team? Yeah, who surprised you the most over the weekend? And I'll give my pick if B doesn't come on after this, um, after you. Surprised me the most. I'm going to say Phoenix. Phoenix, okay, okay. See, mm, I like Phoenix team. I think I was a little higher on Phoenix than a lot of people. And that's why I'm not surprised that they won game one and played the way they do. I think they're a legitimate uh, contender. I I I was surprised. 
of the will they put on the champs. Like they 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 made it seem like they was the defending champ. The way they was pushing yeah. the like oh, the Okay. Yeah, that's fair. They definitely play with a swagger and a confidence and and a not intimidated whatsoever. And you trigger Booker's and, first and, playoff game. That, yeah, he played with a heck of a confidence. He played with a lot of confidence. Besides <laughs> Chris Paul and you got Crowder there, everything else is new to these young kids. Yeah. Do we have B back? B, you back? or? All right. I guess B lost connection or whatever. He'll possibly be back. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right about Phoenix and, and Devin Booker. Um, for me, let me look at these games. Um the surprise would still have to be, to me, it's Dallas. I, I know you weren't surprised, but I just thought with Rondo coming over to the Clippers, and Clippers were playing good ball. Um, they just tanked towards the end of the year to avoid playing the Lakers for whatever reason in the second round, it looks like. Um, but I just thought that Kawhi, Paul George, the role players, after hearing – um, B saying it's just not letting him talk. He's on the podcast, but for whatever reason, it's not letting him talk. Don't worry, B. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. Um, but I just thought that the Clippers were going to come out um, and play more uh, determined. And maybe that was a credit to Luka. Maybe he didn't allow them because he jumped on their throats. And um, I don't know. I'm disappointed in the, in the Clippers. And they, they definitely, to me, have the most pressure going into game two out of any team. What are your I, thoughts there? I think these are most disappointing, but I didn't. I, I didn't have really have. Um, I guess if you want to put the names there, because I guess with the Lakers being the favorite, if you want to put Kawhi fear LeBron probably fears Kawhi the most. That's why a lot of people put the Clippers up there. Right, right, right. But, maybe we just maybe you know what? I mean, it's two years into it. Are we overrating the Clippers? Yeah, Is that yeah. What we're doing? Yeah, yeah. Are, and, and to me, it comes down to: Are we overrating Kawhi? Yeah, because I think I think we're so used to um, how LeBron's gonna get stopped, and you say Kawhi, so they they automatically think Clippers. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, because to me, that's been the the common denominator ever since Kawhi went there. There's been this over like a shadow lurking, like oh, we don't, you know, the Clippers yeah, gonna be the, tough. The, the expectations doesn't sit the same way as the fan base gives them, and it's probably. You know, with Kawhi coming off that championship with Toronto and playing the way he did in the playoffs, we just expect more from him. You can easily say Clippers have been probably the fourth best team in the West the last two years. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Did Kawhi make a mistake going to the Clippers and leaving Toronto? Because I liked his fit with Toronto. You remember those teams? Yeah, nah, they, 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 had, they had everything. Right there. They had everything. With it was dogs just, I, and Van Fleet and Lowry and Siakam, OG. Um, yeah, now was, they have Boucher coming on this year. It was just, it was just, um, place of timing and everything. Man, I mean, sometimes that happens. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. And Kawhi may look back and be like, man, what if? I think, I think Kawhi's satisfied. And what he did so far in the league, and now that he's back home, I think that's the just the icing on the cake. For him. I don't think he is. I think Kawhi doesn't care about the the endorsements and stuff. Obviously, you see him on commercials now because he's in L.A. and making that money. But I think Kawhi is all about the W. He want it, it comes down. He don't care about stats. It, it's the trophy for him. 
he sets his mind on winning the championship. Everything else doesn't matter. So I think he's still hungry. I just feel like they need more from him. They haven't built the team around him as well as they probably should have. Because I think what Paul George doesn't take that pressure off of him like that. He's not a vocal leader. Yeah, and Paul George doesn't give him – he doesn't give him that big versatility. Now, like that was Stockton. another key addition by getting Rondo. They needed that vocal presence big time. Like, I think people – people like, what Siakam gave them, what, yeah. he, he actually took on a bigger person. Man, they, they – Man, they had a perfect I, team. They had a perfect I think team. about him with Toronto. I remember that that run they had. Man, he fits so well, and he just seemed so comfortable with that team. And he didn't. He didn't have to be the guy in every big moment because Lowry was there. Exactly, and they had dogs. Even though they were undersized, Van Fleet and Lowry, they they were dogs. They played. Oh, they they, they are bigger guys. They had a perfect. They had a perfect team that played their parts. Yeah, you know that's that's just gonna have to be a what if for him. Um. All right, let me see if I got any more questions before we end the pod. Um, who needs to win game two? Who? Give me whatever teams. Go look down the list of um, eight games. Tell me if they go down two. Um, the Knicks, Clippers. Okay. Clippers, okay. Um. Miami could come back from 2-0. Um, you have to say Washington is done if they lose to the Sixers. It's it's difficult because they go back home. So it's it's harder when the team go okay. back home after That's being fair. down 2-0. Yeah, it's definitely a different um different feeling. Utah um, can't lose too. Right, right. I was just about to bring them up. What about they're at home right now? They're down 1-0. I yeah, don't they think they can lose again. Either. I think the Lakers could. <laughs> you think you you think the Lakers? Yeah, I think they could too, but I they don't want to because last thing you want to do is to give <laughs> when you're supposed to be the big bad bully, give a team that got Devin Booker and Chris Paul and some young guys. Because one thing about Chris Paul is he's got a good IQ. He's in that locker room telling them, "Listen, LeBron is playing possum, bro. We got to play better in game two. Yeah, he's yeah. getting them motivated. I done seen this before, bro. Nah, we gotta play better. Don't don't get satisfied. He he's telling them that right now. And I don't think Phoenix is gonna let up. Lakers are gonna have to take it from him. And so we'll see how it goes. Any any further additions to the podcast? Anything you wanna um mention before we end the podcast? Nah, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of good games too. It's a lot of a lot of, lot of you know what I didn't like? They got the Clippers playing tomorrow instead of today. And they play almost at the same time as the Lakers. I thought that was a weird, um a weird timing thing. What like, time does the game start? Like Lakers play at nine Eastern and uh or West Central time, ten year time, and Clippers play at ten thirty your time. So I just think that was super weird. Two big oh, games wow. like that. Yeah. yeah. Like I figured that the Clippers would play today, but you know I looked at the schedule today and I, I thought they was gonna almost break it down. Yeah, you know usually they don't overlap. You know a Kawhi Leonard and a LeBron James, and and you know especially going against Luca and CP3. The way that was just weird to me. I I didn't like how that the schedule three, laid out there. Three games on tonight. Um, hold on, I'm checking it out right now. I want to say it's only two. 
but I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a let you know right now my computer's being a little slow. Oh, no, there's only two tonight. You got Miami at Milwaukee at 7.30 your time, and then Portland at Denver at 10 o'clock your time. Uh, then there's three games tomorrow. Oh, so, so some teams got two days rest. Some teams got one day rest. Right. Clippers got an extra day. Um, which do you think that helps the Clippers having that extra day to think about this? Or would you rather, if you're them, would you rather have played today? Yeah, no, nah, it helps them, especially having a Rondo on the team. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, I guess I'm going to put you on the spot here. Wednesday, you want to get on the podcast, jump on the yeah. podcast and, and go over game twos? Yeah, I'm on here. I'm on here. All right. No doubt. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on, Manny. Thanks we'll see you me. on Wednesday. And, um, you know, to everybody, this is Sports Talk for the Fans podcast. See you later.